Well, it is uh, the last day of the new of 2023, and going to be the first day tomorrow, obviously, of uh, the first day of the year of 2024. And what a exciting time! You know, with all the strength, you know, Sue and I were talking as we were coming in here, and we were thinking about how it's been now four years, or almost going on four years since the pandemic and and all of that craziness went on and 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 I think about how fast time flies and in it, it it's amazing but uh, you know I, I think about all the good things that God has done and 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 sometimes uh, sometimes it's it's the things that he's prevented or or things that he's protected us from Sean was sharing that you know he had had, had a, a situation where he knew God was with him I can tell you over and over again of how many times that God has you know just protected me and uh, boy, that was kind of close, uh, something we could laugh about after, after the fact, but if you thought about and realized how close it was, uh, it could have been, could have been a serious thing, but uh, God being with us many times, and so there's always things to praise God for and, and to celebrate. You know, I, I challenge you, uh, and I'm going to talk, I call this goals for a new year. Uh, if you've been here a long time, you know that I always teach on something about goals or, or a review of your year, just setting up uh, for the year upcoming. Because I'm I'm just geared that way and and believe in that. I I know some of you go, oh, I don't want to do goals. You know, that's kind of like a budget. I don't want to do a budget. Well, I can tell you, a budget's really really good for you, and uh, setting goals is really good as well. But I want you to do it from a God a God perspective, because the world would say, well, you know, we want to do New Year's resolutions. How many of you have ever done New Year's resolutions? I mean. Are you kidding me? You're not going to admit it. You just don't raise your hands. There can't be that many of you who have never done a New Year's resolution. Some of you might not have, but golly, there's got to be something that you always want to work on. Here's the thing. Now, the second question is, of those of you that have, have done New Year's resolutions, how many of you have kept them, remembered them, followed through? I mean, I could, I could probably see as many people that have done that that they've, they've forgotten about those. And that's why the difference that I have between... Uh, New Year's resolution and and goals. You know, for me, there has to be something out in front of me to push me and to motivate me or to uh, help me manage my time. And uh, it, it really narrows things for me. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about this from a godly perspective because, um, you know, when we consider our life as a Christian, it's different than what the world would do. The world would do something, they'd say, well, I want to I want to lose weight or I want to you know, I want to start exercising. I want to eat better, right? Those are the kinds of things that we, you know, we hit on a lot. I want to be better at this. I want to do be better at that. But if we set goals, if we put something out in front of us, you know, the, the target that will, you know, that, that target out there, it may not always be that you hit the thing that you aim for, but it motivates you and causes you a lot of times to reach beyond what you would have gotten just idling along in life. And it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter if you're in business for yourself or you work for somebody else. You know, sometimes uh, in life, you, there's different seasons and, and times where maybe you have somebody else setting your schedule every day. And, uh, and, and so it's pretty easy. You just get up, show up, and, and do your work and come home. But uh, there's a lot of also times that what do you do with your free time? What do you do with the, the extra things that you have? And so uh, I believe God is all about us doing that. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 16. 
And we're going to start in verse 9. I've been teaching through the book of Proverbs, and it's funny, I can see my numbers starting to drop a little bit. I think people are like, okay, we've gone through two weeks of going through the book of Proverbs. Now, I don't know that this is happening, but I just kind of wonder about this on, on my morning, my morning uh, podcast that, uh, that I, I see that because there's a lot of repetition through the book of Proverbs. If you've ever read through the book of Proverbs, I mean, it, it hammers you on certain things that you ought to not do or you ought to do. And uh, one of the things, though, he talks about is planning. In verse 9, it says, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Now, I, I want to I hit on a couple of different ways of looking at this. And I, and I hear people say, well, God, what God wants to happen is always going to happen. And so, you know, they just kind of take that as an idea that, well, then I'm just not going to plan or I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to tr entrust it all to God and just rock along in life. Well, I also believe that what God's saying right here is that we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. In other words, He wants to be involved with that. You know, I wrote out beside that, don't make plans without God's guidance. If He's determining our steps, then He still wants us to plan. He still wants us to be involved and wake up. We still have to be intentional in life. You know, to be successful in everything, you have to have some intentionality and, and, and live by that. You don't become good at anything without, without putting forth the effort or the, or the plan and the purpose and, uh, and showing up and, and signing, up, signing up and then showing up for what it is. But making sure that we align those plans uh, and are, as a priority with God. Just being willing to ask God for help is a start. You know, uh, you may not be a goals person. Like I said, I'm giving people room for that. But I challenge you to at least evaluate the past year and ask yourself, what, what could I have done different? What, what, was, what should I be thankful for? What should I celebrate? And, and what should I make sure doesn't happen again? You ever, you ever uh, uh, have the ability to, once you have the ability to look back, and that's one of the things I loved about, you know, hitting 50 and then, you know, I kind of can see 60. It's not too far away, you know few years, but, but uh, once I hit that, I thought, you know, I can say 30 years ago now, you know, and, and, and I can talk about things from way back, and the value of that is it gives us a perspective that we didn't have when we were young, and uh, many of you who are a lot older than, than I am can say that uh, is for sure, but let's back up a little bit. If we have time to look back and see what we liked and didn't like about the year, then maybe we won't relive the, the negatives and maybe we can really enjoy the positives that happened. But here in verse uh, 3, let's look at this verse in, in Proverbs 16. He says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. You know, this commentary talks about this verse. He says, there are different ways to, to fail to commit whatever we do to the Lord. Some people do it only superficially or uh, different ways to fail to commit. Yeah, some people do it superficially. They say a project is being done for the Lord, but in reality, they're doing it for themselves. Others give initial control to their project, God, God control of their project, only to take back control the moment things stop going the way they expected. You know, one of the reasons that some people don't want to ask God to guide their steps is because they're not sure they trust Him to take Him where they want to go. 
And, and I can tell you this, in my life, my life took a, a, a pretty drastic turn from where I thought I wanted to be when I was 20. When, when I was 18, 19, 20, I had several things that happened right there in my senior year uh, of school that really changed, uh, put me in a place of having to really search for what am I going to do now. And uh, that put me in a mode of, of, of really considering all of my options and, and where I was going. But along about that time was whenever I began to seek God. My senior year in high school, right at the first of the year, uh, I was just uh, miserable in the life that I was living. I was trying to live the cowboy life, I guess, or the party life or the whatever life that was not fulfilling, and, and I knew it was not what I, what, what I wanted to do. And I began to seek God, and as I began to seek God, I prayed and I said, God, I need help. And I, I asked God, I said, Won't you, God, I got an idea. Why don't you send me a, a really great girl? That would be, uh, you know, beautiful and and godly and good, and that and that would be good. And I prayed for that, and God sent and put Sue and I together. Now I don't know that it always works exactly the way it did for Sue and I, but in and along that process, I had to be willing to also put up with the struggles of of that time period and keep before God my plans and my desires and my dreams and not be locked into an unwillingness to, to shift and change. You know, there were things I had planned. I was going to go on a rodeo scholarship to Panhandle State, and I, I'd, I'd work towards going that. I had that opportunity, and I, I just passed that up to, to stay and to go to work, and, and I had a, a good ranch that I went to work for and all, all these things that, that happened. But in and along and through that time, I began to give my heart to God so that I trusted Him in, in, in all the things that were happening in my life. And, and that's part of this whole process. Can we be willing to commit our actions to the Lord? He says our plans will succeed if we bring together our planning and our heart towards God. I say, I, I began to say, okay, God, here's what I desire to do. But the one thing that I want more than any of that is I want to be pleasing to you. I want to follow you. I want to commit my life to you. And as I began to do that, then he began to shape the rest of my life. It's amazing. Trust the Lord with his direction and his power to bring it to pass, but work as if, you're, you, as if it all depends on you. It's interesting. I'll, I'll finish reading this commentary because it talks about that. It says, um, still others commit to the task fully to, fully to the Lord, they, but put no effort towards it. You know, we have to be willing to, to put effort towards it. We commit the plan to God, but then we don't do any part to it, don't put our, do our part to it. And then we wonder why it doesn't succeed. We must maintain a delicate balance, trusting God as if everything depends on Him, man, uh, or feel more comfortable or confident or whatever. Uh, I mean, I made that decision a year or so ago that I just wasn't, I was getting to a point where. It was work to do about anything, and I just decided I was going to make a change. And so, uh, but the change was partly because of my own desire, but also I believe it was God's direction. So, allowing those things to be balanced. Now, I want to I want us to look at Psalms thirty-seven because uh, you know this verse if you've listened to me a lot because this is one of those foundation verses that I use to guide and direct my life. Uh, and my heart in that time where I was when I first began to really serve the Lord. I began to make this, this 
this my prayer. And this is how we keep our motives right. So as we plan, it, it balances us being yielded to God and able to allow Him to, to direct us. In that verse 3, it says, uh, we'll back up to Psalms 37, 3, Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you'll live safely in the land and prosper. But here verse 4 says, Take delight in the Lord and He'll give you your heart's desire. Now, I read that the first time and I thought, wow, that's awesome. I want that. I want to delight myself in the Lord so He'll give me everything I want. That's kind of the way that sounds, but it's not really the, the full meaning of that. It means that He's going to give you the desires you should have when we're yielded to Him, and then He'll bring them to pass, or, or those things begin to align. And that's really what this verse is about, is us being willing to say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to allow you to give me a, the right desires. You see, if we're willing to say, okay, God, I trust you enough that I'm going to let you cause me or bring me the desires that I want to have. You know, uh, I've had people tell me, you ever have people tell you what you need to do in life? I've had people tell me I need to do this or I need to do that. And... Uh, and uh, if if you if you don't have anybody that's telling you what to, I got a few I can I still have people help me out a lot and I can I can give you some help with that okay some of you aren't even acting like this is anything that you can even relate to but if you have those things you know what here's the thing I want to please people but my number one goal is to please God. And sometimes my pleasing God is not putting me in the highest favor with some people. But the people who truly love us, love each and, each and one of us, they want God, His plan and purpose for their life more than anything else. You know, uh, so like things that I consider doing different in my life, I put them, I, I take in the information and then I ask God, and that's really what this is saying. He's saying, God, I want, to put, I want to put my life in your hands that you give me the desires that I should have. And then verse 5 says, Commit everything you do to the Lord, trust in Him, and He'll help you or He'll bring it to pass, the King James says. If we'll commit our ways to the Lord. Now, the King James actually says way. It just, it, it, meaning all-inclusive, mean, meaning if you'll commit your way like everything, not just pieces of your way, parts of your way, not just this area of your life, but all areas of your life, if we'll commit those to God. Now, how do we do that? You say you offer those up on a continual basis to say, okay, God, I want you to shape my desires. If, if it's not of you, take that desire away. Now, I remember a few times that my desire wasn't where it needed to be. I, I, I use the example of dip and snuff, okay? This is a fleshly desire. It was something that I did from the time I was a little kid, eight years old. I mean, I used to hide it in my boot. You know, I had it stashed in my dresser. I had this one little, little hiding place that I could hide it, and I dipped snuff because all the men around me, the cowboys that I followed, uh, all dipped or chewed. And, uh, and you know, and, and that was the thing that everybody did back in, in, that, in that day when I was a kid. And so by the time I was, you know, 18, 19, 20, I was, I remember finally at 12 years old, I just told my mom, I said, I'm dipping snuff and you're not going to tell me I can't. And I just stuck it in my back pocket and then I, that was it. And she rolled her eyes and said, oh, well, whatever, like I didn't already know you were. But, uh, <clears throat> but, you know, it was 
23 cents a can, I think, whenever I first started. And, and if you've ever priced it, in, and if you price it now, you know it's like 6 or 7 $8 a can. I don't, I don't It depends on what you buy and all that stuff. But it's insane. Well, uh, when, in, in about 1987 or so, Sue and I were married, and I said, I'll, I'll tell you what, if it gets to be, because it kept climbing. You know, it went 37, 20, 43. It went to, you know, I don't even remember some of that. It jumped so fast. But I dipped Copenhagen, and it wasn't taxed. They started taxing it. It all grew. And I said, when it got to be $2, if it ever hits $2 a can, I'm quitting. Well, guess what? Well, God was already dealing with me. And so, but my desire was for her, and because we didn't have any money, it was like really stupid because we didn't have any money, and here I am shelling out, you know, all that money for that, for that stuff that wasn't really good for me anyway. And I was starting in, in to look at ministry and stuff, and, and I was like, well, it's probably not something a pastor ought to be doing if I end up in, in, in preaching and stuff like that. And, and so, but here was the thing. I offered it before God, and I said, God, I don't want to, but I want to want to. You've heard me say this before probably, but, but this is part of our yielding of our heart. And what areas of our life do we need to want to, but we don't want to want to? And God's not surprised when you say, I don't really want to, God, but I want." if you say, I want to want to, then the desire will begin to come, and God will begin to give you a desire to change something like that in your life. And, and then with that will come the power to get it done. And I quit over process, uh, process of time. I told the stories, you know, and anybody that's ever tried to quit that or cigarettes or whatever, you throw them out the window. You throw, you try half a pack. You try full a can. You try, you try, you know, this is the last dip. This is the last can. You take that last dip and you take it as long as you can. And I, I've quit for thirty some years, and I can still get my mouth watering if I go to talking about it too much. The 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 hold doesn't leave. But here's the thing. The desire from God is, is stronger. And if we are willing to allow God to work on our heart, that's the key. Now, where our plans are concerned, if we can learn to trust Him in these other things. So a yielded heart can be led by God. And as I plan my goals and, and plan a direction for my life, I have to be willing to say, God, I want your desires to be my desires. That's what that verse is really about. And then I commit my ways to follow up with that. And so that's a lot like setting a goal and then having daily tasks or things that are going to carry you on to see it happen. Because you can make goals all day long, but if you don't set up a plan for how you're going to achieve it, you'll never, you never will. That's why some people don't like to, to set them. They just feel like it's a waste of time. Well, let me, let me just talk to us as Christians, steps to reaching goals in 2024. And you can set a lot or just a little, but it all ought to start with prayer. And I want you to turn to John chapter 15, and I want to look at, at just a few verses out of this. This is, a, this is a great teaching that Jesus does that I'm not going to go into the whole uh, part of this teaching because it's a lot. I just want to pull a few verses out that get the gist of this, especially for what we're teaching here. But John chapter 15, verse 5, he says, Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. So he identifies who the vine is, who the branches are, where the branches, he's the vine. All right, he says, those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Now, I, I, I want to be productive in my life. I, I don't want to be just coasting along. I want to be productive. So uh, for someone who wants to be 
get the fruit, I got to look at how do I get that? I first of all got to realize he's my source. You have strengths, you have abilities, God's given those to you. You're gifted in certain ways. You have certain things that, that are great, so, but they come from God. And if I realize, okay, God, my fruitfulness is going to come by my being connected to you, that's the first part of that. But then he says, you remain in me, and I will produce much fruit if you remain in me and I in you. So there's got to be that exchange. I'm in Christ Jesus, but Christ Jesus is also in me. You say, well, I thought he's in me by virtue of being born again. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. Yes, he does. But is he really involved in all areas of your life? Is he in you and the word in you when you go to make decisions, when you go to, to live your life? So you can have him begin to, it's that influence of, over your life. You begin to think like him, talk like him, act like him. You're not going to be perfect like him, like Jesus, but you're going to come closer to him. And that's a process of time. As we, as we allow Him to not only be in us, but begin to influence and affect other parts of us. So we start with prayer because notice what He says in that, the rest of that verse. He says, for apart from me, you can do nothing. If we just realize apart from Jesus, we're going to do things in life, but we're not going to do anything of value, of lasting value, like we would if we just give Him uh, that place in our lives. And if we just say, okay, God, I'm nothing without you, and I'm not going to be able to do near what I could do with, without you, so I want you in my life. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown away at like a useless branch and wither. Such branches are gathered into a pile and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you'll ask anything that you want, and it'll be granted. There's another one of those scriptures that just sounds like, yes, I love that. I can ask anything I want. Well, he's talking about anything that aligns with the will of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God, and he just told us how to, how to align those two. It's through prayer, and that's the first point. If we're going to reach goals in 2024, we need to, first of all, start with prayer and start with just a willingness to, to say, God, I'm, I, I'm, I'm yours, and I want you involved in my life. Now, God, what would you have me do in 2024? You can pick all kinds of different things. But if God's involved in that plan, Proverbs 16, chapter 16 says he'll succeed. He'll, he'll cause it to succeed. So the first thing is ask God in prayer. Plan and, plans and goals established in prayer will succeed. They will align, be aligned with God's will, and He will guide and strengthen us. The second thing is this, is we need to, we need to create a vision list or board. One of the cool things that uh, uh, I saw is uh, this year at the national finals, um, uh, one, of the, one of the team ropers, D Derek Begay, had, had shown a picture of what he wanted to do when he was like nine years old. He wrote down, I want to be a world champion uh, team roper, calf roper, whatever he he wrote that out in a in a uh, one of his school pro, uh, uh, assignments as like a nine year old kid. Well, he it it became a reality. Well, something my wife had us do in uh, in and I've always written goals and written things down, but my wife had had us. I want to show you the example. Had us had a fun deal. It was in 2019. And the kids were all home, and, and uh, we decided we'd do vision boards. 
And so she, I, we, we were all just kind of like, oh, come on, man. I didn't, you know, cut out picture. What are we, third grade? And, you know, we were like, what, you know. But we took this and we stuck these, Sue and I did, and the kids did the same. Uh, we stuck them on the mirror where we got ready and brushed our teeth or got ready in the morning or for whenever. And, and so it was right before us. And so what I did, I know some of you are, are, are trying to see the pictures, and I'll explain this. It's not real fancy and pretty. I mean, hers was a lot neater. But uh, this vision board, it puts a picture. There is a power in a picture. Now, my first top thing is to fulfill the call of ministry. And I got a picture of Jesus teaching. Because first and foremost, my number one, my number one call, uh, desire is to fulfill the call of ministry. Now you say, well, did you achieve that in 2019? Well, I'm achieving that. That's one of those that is ongoing. You're going to have certain things that just continue on. This will, this will not end till I draw my last breath or till we're caught up out of here. As far as I'm concerned, that's my vision. That's my desire. That's my goal, is that I fulfill God's ministry for my life all the way through my life. The other part over here is to be a master communicator. All right, I'm still working on that. I, I fail at that often, but I review and I listen to my videos and I watch the, I, I listen to me teach, and I believe that I've changed even and modified what I do and how I do it even after all these years of doing this. But that's my goal, is did I achieve this? Well, I achieved a level of it, but it's an ongoing thing. It's pushing me. It gives me something that I hear on a regular basis, me saying, I want to be better at this. Then I put down here a big deer. That has nothing to do with anything that's very important, but I had not shot a real big deer in about 20 years, and I'd been working at, at, you know, food plots and, and, and feeders and, and managing my deer herd, and I'd been taking out the coals, and, and I'd been managing for big deer on, on some of my places. And, and, uh, and so I put a, a, a big deer out there, and, you know, I didn't specify exactly what that was, but I knew in my mind when I said big deer what I wanted, and I've hit that mark a couple of times of uh, some pretty good deer, but there's, there's something else out there. Now, what's important about that? Well, that's something that I can do on the side that's fun. That just gives me uh, something that's relaxed. Now, I don't spend, this is a minor part of my goal, uh, but it's important and it's fun and it's something to be out there. Now, I also put out here 150 cows paid for. Now, if you have any idea what it would take to get 150 cows paid for, it takes a lot, but that's a great goal. But my, under, the, my other goal was to be a debt-free cattle operation. Now, both of those are pretty lofty goals, and to achieve that in one year would have been something amazing. But see, I, I put that out there not having any idea exactly how it would happen, but what took place, and this was 2019, but what took place over that time is God modified this, my plan. I put the 150, I thought 150 cows paid for would get me there uh, I, because then I could just operate off that money. I, could, I wouldn't have, you know. I just had this idea. But then God reversed this, and he's accelerated this plan in a different way. And I won't go into all the details, but my plan uh, that I had was changed as we went into 2022, and God had me sell all the cows, but we had reduced the debt so that we could get the debt off those cows. 
almost completely eliminated and then brought in another way I had never dreamed of to use the grass in a way that was better. But it was because we were yielded and were willing to say, okay, God, I, I want, I'll do it your way. So sometimes a goal, you set that and then you adjust it. You realize, you know what? God's got a better way. I, I can see more now or I'm going to adjust and I'm going to change. Now, something else was over here was uh, crells and pins. Uh, I had a lot of panels, a lot of, I mean, I, but I wanted steel crells. And God devised, gave me a way to get that uh, in with those portable panels. And, and I know I'm giving more information for some of you than you really care about hearing. But, 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 but it has a point. What I saw and what God brought quicker and initial, if I was willing to adjust, He brought it in a way that He gave, gives us these witty inventions, these amazing ideas, these, these transforming things if we're willing to be yielded to Him and we've got a goal or something out ahead of us. If you put it out there, God can begin to work. If we don't put it out there, it's difficult to him ha have anything to work with. Set out there something for you and God to work together on and then allow it to begin to be modified and changed. You could be, it could be something about your character. It, it could be something. I mean, my first goals were, God, to help me to be yielded to you. Help me set aside my own flesh to where I, you know, that, that, you may not want to put some of those personal things out here for everybody to see if they walked in here, wherever this was, would be, put this on the refrigerator, on the, wherever. But if you, and you who have kids, if, you, if your kids see you, hey, Dad, we, actually, we, got, we look back, we got Krells now. You know, there, I put a barn on here. Well, I didn't have a barn. I, I had a storage unit. I had one at the house, but I didn't have one up where all the cattle were. We needed that. And, and, and you know what? Here's what God provided that in a way that wasn't always, uh, uh, wasn't completely my, God brought it in a way that was beyond what I could have even thought. It's pretty amazing. And then I got a, y'all recognize that? Can you see that? That's a picture of the church. Now, I didn't write anything beside that but maybe I did. I don't know. I think I was running out of room. But I put that up there as I, in 2019, I, I, want, I said, God, I want, the, I want Carrier Church to be healthy and strong. I want it to grow. I want it to increase. I want it to multiply. And I, I believe the word that God gave me for the church and for that year was, um, was grow. Now, at the time in 2019, well, we have 45 people maybe on a consistent basis um, somewhere in that neighborhood, and many of you have come since that 2019-2020 time. And of course, then we get shut down during in the midst of that, and and so uh, or right after that, I should say, and uh, and so. But but that was my goal was to make Carrier Church strong and healthy, and uh, I didn't have particular numbers in in in. Uh, but I was praying in the midst of all that. I'm seeing all of you guys. I didn't know who you were. I didn't know where you were coming from. But I knew, I see, and I was seeing it full and, and on a consistent basis. So those are, that's, that's the power of us doing a, a, a vision board. You can put something out there that's just kind of fun. Well, I want to start sewing or I want to start, you know, I want to get better at, at art or I want to get whatever. You, you can set that out there and, uh, and put some things out there that, that now... Uh, some of these are still a work in progress. It's been four years. 
so, some of these things are, are not com totally completed. And uh, we haven't done this particular thing again, but I told Sue uh, we need to do this again, even if it's just she and I, so that we put new things out in front of us that we want to do and uh, want to achieve. So create a vision. Uh, Habakkuk 2.2 says, write the vision, make it plain, so that those that read it can run with it, and, and it keeps us in line with it. So uh, the, the other thing is to find scriptures as a foundation. You know, I didn't do that for, um, for these. I don't know of a scripture uh, that would fit with big deer. That might be a little stretch, you know. Uh, do what? Fill a store. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it'll be, there'll be meat in my house. Yeah, anyway. There'll be, uh, I, could, I could stretch one into making that work, but I don't really think that one's as important about that. But, but, uh, but well, God giving us our desires, God, get, you know, that, that sort of thing. But the, 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 the debt-free cattle operation or the ability to prosper, you know, I think there's a fear of the prosperity message you know, people talking about that as it being the pursuit that causes people to throw the baby out with the bathwater sometimes and forget that there is there is tons and tons of scripture on our finances and our money, and God wants us to have enough to take care of us and enough to be a blessing. That means we need more than enough. And so, you know, there's different scripture that that gives us. Uh, that, that would give us, help us to be a good steward of our money, help us to tithe and see the benefits that God would have for us. Um, you know, trusting God where our finances are concerned, taking Proverbs and all those scriptures. You can write down plenty of scriptures and, and the ones that I've built my life on already, those are already in place. But, uh, but get scriptures that fit those things. So, uh, and, and so when we're in prayer, we're saying, okay, God, this is what I desire. What do you say about this? What are your what are your uh, Let's say you want to change something in your in your character. You want to change something about yourself. You say, "Well, God, I thank you that I have the fruit of the Holy Spirit working in me." And love, joy, peace, those things, self-control self is one of those. Lord, I thank you that you give me that that ability to do that. So, you keep that scripture out there as well and uh, allow the the word to evaluate your your direction that you're going. And then the final thing, and the fourth thing for us is this, is that we got to stay committed to it. Well, listen, we're not going to stay committed to it if it's something that we can't see. That's why I think this was so powerful. It was amazing. By the end of 2019, I had kind of forgotten. I mean, it, it, even though it's stuck right there on the mirror beside where I get ready in the morning and or at night, you know, get ready for bed, I... I kind of forgot about some of this because it became something that I didn't necessarily look at every day. But the power is when we look at it every day, we, we keep it, our attention goes there. But if we'll keep it, if we'll keep committed to it and if we'll keep it before the Lord and we'll keep praying over it, God will direct uh, those things. And pretty soon you'll look up and you'll realize, wow, that came to pass. That, that thing that I needed to change in my heart changed. Uh, maybe the ability to have wisdom to sort through some, some situations, uh, the way to be better at some things. You know, I'm, I'm, I definitely have some things that I want to work on continually. So put those things out there. Stay committed to them.
That's the fourth thing. And let God bring them to pass. Amen? Now, I didn't put down there, but something that will help you a lot is to start with an evaluation of last year. You've got to be willing to, to look back over the last year and say, what did I do really well and what did I not? And then what do I want to go to change it? So let's stand and, and I, hope, I hope you take this and can uh, receive from it. I, I'd encourage you to, uh, to realize that all these things that you set out there, some of them are going to come quickly. Some of them are going to be delayed. Some of them are going to be adjusted as you go throughout your day or, or, or I mean your year. But God will be at work in the things that we commit to Him. So let's pray. Father, we just come before you today, and Lord, let us thank you that, that because of you, we have access to the throne of God if we've made Jesus Lord. And Father, when we commit our, our, our life to you, we've said, God, I, I, can't, I can't do this alone. I need you. And when we commit our life to Jesus Christ, it's not a one moment, uh, it's not a momentary thing, but it's a continual process of Him being at work in and through our lives. And so, Lord, I just pray that for each and every person in here, that, Lord, we'd, we'd ask ourselves, God, what could I do to be better uh, at the end of 2024? And, Father, if it's, if it's anything to do with, uh, with uh, uh, having a, and starting a relationship with you, I thank you that the first... The first decision is just simply to say, okay, God, I can't do it alone. I need you. And when we commit that, our heart to you, that, God, you begin a process of working in and through our lives. Father, I just praise you and I thank you for the relationships that are, that are being healed. I thank you for the, for the relationships and connections that are being provided. I thank you, Lord God, for the, for the, the things in, in hearts and lives of people that will begin to be healed and changed because they began with a desire to say, God, I want all that you have for me. And so, Lord, I just ask that you just, just be at work in the, in the lives of our church members, uh, those that are here and those that are watching. And Father, we just praise you. We thank you for good 2024. Lord, we're going to set our expectations to see great and mighty things in this church, but first of all, in the lives of the members. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen.